day. And uh, what we're asking you is, uh, are companies using loopholes such as scarce skills to import labor into the country and uh, denying South Africans uh, jobs? Um, it's... Uh, Something that is a big problem. Another cement company, Sepoku, has reportedly imported hundreds of Chinese laborers to work at its plant in Lechtenburg. PPC Cement Company in Slurry. Now, Mahakeng also recently imported over 200 uh, Chinese uh, workers on a project worth 1.7 billion rands. The French company says this helps to save 25% of its profit and it used SA companies. Meanwhile, Home Affairs Minister Malusi Gigaba warned businesses to employ a majority of South Africans. He was speaking at a media briefing in Pretoria. We're going to be taking this uh, a little bit uh, further, and uh, we're joined by... Well, let's, let's hear that uh, clip of Malusi Gigaba. Lesotho nationals working in the country had until December 31st last year to apply for the special permit. The document is a special dispensation for people who work, study or run businesses in South Africa. About 500,000 Lesotho nationals are believed to be living or working in South Africa. Now, Home Affairs Minister Malusi Gigaba says the process has run its course. The undocumented migrants in South Africa emanating from Lesotho are documented now. We have the Monawa records which should be able to ease their movement within the country regularize their stay in South Africa, but it also gives us a, data, a, a good database as the, as the management team of uh, the custodians of international migration policies and programs by having in our possession the, the, the records and as well as the biometric data. Minister Gigaba says South Africa is not an anti-immigration country, but it has to take into consideration its people's interests. South Africa, like many countries around the world, plays a careful balancing act in managing immigration. We value our connectedness with the rest of the world. Our citizens visit and migrate to other countries, and so do we receive visitors and migrants from other countries. Like many countries, we strive to attract tourists, business travelers, skilled workers and investors. Meanwhile, Gigaba says being under-resourced impacts on the department's ability to ensure there is no shortfall in delivering on its responsibilities. There's a number of companies in this country that are flouting our immigration laws. They have business visas in terms of which they are supposed to employ 60% South Africans but have not. In actual fact, their companies are 100% non-South African. We need to be able to inspect companies to send our inspectors so that we can impose necessary penalties and ensure that companies comply with South Africa's immigration laws. 90 minutes past 12. Um, that uh, report, part of a t- report by Maluti Obaseng uh, with uh, Molusi Gagaba, the um, Director of Home Affairs uh, in the country, uh, speaking to some of those issues. To further discuss this, we're joined on the line by Acting Spokesperson for the Labor Department, uh, Mohadi Pella. Good afternoon to you. I, I understand you've been uh, looking into some of the problems, uh, well, some of the issues, shall we say, uh, surrounding the importation of uh, Chinese labor where, where are you? I mean, presumably you haven't had much time to sort of look into this. Yeah, no, definitely, Stephen. Remember that this issue was brought to our attention. The media started talking about it as early as last week. And what we then said was to inform them that, you know, as the Department of Labor, we do not approve applications for white permits. What we do is to recommend to the Department of Home Affairs. You just heard what the Minister of Home Affairs said. Now, uh, 
ours is to ensure that there is compliance with uh, the labor laws of the country. Now, in this instance, uh, to be specific, we did receive uh, those applications and we made recommendations to the Department of Home Affairs. And our Director General is on record as having said that we, in the light of this matter, what we can say for now is that we are investigating the matter. Uh, We think uh, we want to be able to get to the bottom of the matter so that we can be able to come to a conclusion. Yeah, it's a, quite an interesting thing because obviously one doesn't want to slow down you know, progress, but yes. uh, there seems to have been, from what I gather, I mean, I, I don't know what your impression is, that uh, when this um, company came into, which was granted this, uh, this job to extend yes. the slurry plant, that right. uh, not a lot of time passed between when actual jobs were advertised locally to when uh, people started working on this. So what do you know about this, that sort of timeline? Well, you know, like we say, uh, our problem would be that, uh, you know, they, they did indicate that we're talking about uh, rescues and uh, that was obviously the basis upon which a recommendation was made by the Department of Labor. We'll only make those recommendations when we realize that the skills they are talking about we do not have locally. Indeed, the main point is to ensure that locals are, are employed. Now, uh, so, so indeed there was very little time. That is why now you're getting uh, complaints from all over. Labor unions are complaining about this. They're up in arms, and we are saying that, uh, indeed, something may have fallen through the, the cracks. That is why it is important to go, uh, uh, to, to go full blast to ensure that the, all, none of the labor laws have been uh, transgressed and uh, these people have done exactly what we expected them to do. And uh, you even hear the Home Affairs Department saying they, they are launching an investigation. So both of us are launching investigations which should bear fruit quite soon. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, the scare skills is something which uh, is used. There's a number of uh, particular uh, trades and expertise uh, which are considered scare skills. But this sort of intra-company transfer where, you know, a group of people who are already employed by uh, the company in doing operations in another country, again, is that something that needs to be looked looked at specifically with these intra-company transfer visas? Because it seems as if almost in a way those fall slightly outside the actual scarce skills ambit. Definitely. That's why we're saying in the light of this position that's being raised now in the media and in the public, we need to ensure that we go through each and every document. We want to ensure that there is compliance with what they originally indicated said they would. So, and that's why this sort of investigation has to be, joined, has to be jointly conducted. We're, talking, we're sort of looking at CBMI. Are you, as a Department of Labor, looking at any other particular operations or companies with similar issues? I think what this tells us is that this may not be the only company, and it also says we need all of us, all social partners have to open their eyes. We need to be even more thorough in ensuring that all the applications that have been made, people observe the Whatever recommendations or uh, agreed permits from the uh, Department of Home Affairs, those things are observed to the latter. So it it tells us that uh, we must actually send our inspectors, both of us send our inspectors to to a number of companies. And we also rely on the public. We rely on our social partners. Trade unions have to inform us. Workers themselves must speak out so that when there are problems, we know that there are problem areas that need to be attended to as early as possible. 
Thank you very the much. Media is, the media is a great partner in this regard as well. Acting spokesperson for the Labour Department, Mohadi Pella. And he spoke, speaks about social partners such as unions. We're now joined by Kasatu's spokesperson, Cesar Pamela. Uh, good afternoon to you. In terms of the response uh, from Department of Labour, I mean, is enough being done quickly enough to deal with these kind of issues which, when they come about? Well, unfortunately, not enough is being done uh, to really deal with these issues. Um, in fact, uh, when you look at uh, the, uh, the, the enforcement within the Department of Labour, it is very weak. Uh, although we are aware in some instances that it's not, uh, it's not just about the lack of capacity. There is some level of collusion that we have detected when we were doing this campaign, the, 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 the back-to-basis campaign, where we visit workplaces. Uh, for an example, in the <coughs> farming sector, we can tell you that we have actually gone uh, to Northwest and, and visited some of the farms where we found in one single farm there were 300 workers who were all from Zimbabwe. And then when we inquired, we, we discovered that uh, the labor inspector had been there two weeks prior uh, our visit. And the report that was submitted by that labor inspector, when we demanded to have, uh, to see that report so that we could see whether some of these issues that we discovered there were actually uh, put into that report. We were not given the report. So this, that level of collusion also that is very problematic, where some of the labor inspectors are aware of what is going on, but they do nothing about it. That's When we talk about farm laborers, clearly the skill levels are different to what we're dealing with in a situation where this expansion by the PPC cement company to their slurry plant. Now, it seems, and I'm not sure what you know about this, but I picked up that an effort, I don't know how serious the effort was made to hire local South Africans, but it was felt that nobody actually qualified, nobody applied, and then this labor was brought in. In terms of the way companies are doing, going about that, I mean, are they just going, oh, well, we're not interested in hiring locally, we're just going to bring people in? Well, it's difficult for us to really believe that they did everything to the best of their ability to get local talent or local skills, because we've just discovered late last week, after we discovered the Northwest flood plant, we discovered that the very same company is actually also working on on another project in Limpopo this time around for the same PPC. So the question that has to be asked, is it, is it not a question of these private companies in South Africa looking for what they consider to be a better deal uh, from these Chinese companies with the understanding that these companies are going to bring their own workers who are not subject to any of the laws of the country and who are not necessarily going to demand what an average South African worker will demand as per the, the, the prescripts of the LRA. So uh, also we have been working very closely with uh, some trade unions and federations from all across Africa. This is an issue that we have been discussing with our, our colleagues from uh, the continent because they've been telling us to say this is what actually happens, is that these companies, when they get projects, they bring their own workforce. And even they were telling us that they discovered that some of these workers are not even Chinese. They are actually North Koreans who are, are being given to some of these companies and only their government is paid not the workers themselves. So these are some of the issues that we would like uh, the investigation to really delve into, to find out are these people really Chinese citizens and what are their qualifications in terms of skills? Because we we really do not believe 
that all of these workers, from the ones who are working on a project in Limbobo to the ones in Northwest, are really uh, the scarce skills that South Africa cannot provide. Well, I wanted to speak to about the scarce skills. What do you know about some of the specialities uh, <coughs> these people have, and uh, why aren't there any South Africans who can do these jobs? In terms of our investigation, we didn't really uh, have the access uh, to make that determination and find out what are these workers actually doing there. So that is why we have said that we would like the relevant department and, and agents to really help us in ensuring that we, we, we find out uh, the status of those workers as to what exactly are they doing there. Because, look, in South Africa, for an example, uh, we, we had the same issue with the uh, uh, Department of Water and Sanitation where they brought engineers from Cuba. When there were people who were qualified as engineers in South Africa, we're saying, but we, we have this very same qualification. How can we bring engineers while we are sitting at home unemployed? It is the same thing with ESCOM when they were building power stations. They were welders from Thailand. We were told that they were specialist welders. So there is an issue about the issue of the skills itself, because we do have some of these people uh, sitting at home with their qualifications, yet they are not employed, and we bring uh, 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 imported labour from outside. Sizwe uh, Pomla is a Kasatu spokesperson talking to some of the issues which have come to light uh, with reports uh, that the PPC cement company, um, the company it hired, uh, CBMI, to extend its slurry plant in the northwest has employed 242 Chinese nationals. Allegations loopholes uh, are being used, and we're asking you where the company.